Sovereigns, Monica Grace from CardReadingQueen.com here, and this content is how the Twin Soul Mirror works once you are already in union. And I wanted to do this piece of content so that for those of you who are in union, for those who are not in union, it really doesn't matter. But I just wanted to take the understanding of that mirror a little bit deeper. And I've noticed that there are lots of videos and lots of pieces of content that are about how the mirror works when you're not in union. So I just wanted to uh, uh, kind of just take that deeper with how I see the mirror work in my union. So for those who don't know, I am married and I'm married to my twin soul and we are still, you know, coming into union in so many ways of course, but you know, we've been, we, we, we've been together. Um, and I did learn about twin souls after I had, I was already married to my husband when I learned about them. Uh, and I did have questions and I, I do sometimes question, uh, you know, if he, if he really is my twin soul, you know, of course, cause I, uh, unlike many people who come to this journey, many people are looking for someone new, like they're trying to get out of their current relationship and into a new one, uh, with somebody that has captured their attention usually, or they're trying to get back together with an ex or something, you know, some other similar scenario. For me, that wasn't the case. I came to Twin Souls in a very unusual way through my through my ex-husband, basically. My ex-husband, I was trying to figure out what was going on with him, like what had gone on with our relationship, because it did seem like a twin soul or a twin flame relationship at first to me. But really, I didn't have those terms at the time, so it seemed like he was my soulmate. Uh, and I was wrong. Like I was really, really wrong. And so I was trying to understand what was going on there. And I came across the term karmic twin, which is closely related to the twin flame or the twin soul. And so that's how I kind of came into the twin soul stuff. And then the way I use the twin soul stuff and why I went much deeper into the work is because I... You know, I wasn't very happy in my uh, relationship with my husband at the time that I found it. Um, and, and there were just some things that I had, some areas of our relationship where I had settled that I was not okay with settling anymore in. And so we, he and I had to work through a bunch of stuff in order to make our relationship good and uh, get it to a level that we both were really happy with. So we did that back in 2018. And there, you know, ever since then, like we did a ton of healing then. And then ever since then, there have been, <laughs> you know, there were things that were still important then, but we weren't in a place to heal them at that point. Like we needed to take a break because we had really healed so much stuff already. And we really needed time to ground into a new normal for our relationship. So that's the background on that. And I wanted to share some examples, uh, three bullet points around 
what the mirror looks like once you're already in union and some of the things that I've been learning about it and noticing recently for myself. And then I wanted to share some examples of how that worked in my union. So the first thing that I've noticed, especially recently, is that when I make a core choice, it doesn't always show up in my twin uh, right away. Or even if it does, I don't always see it right away. So something that um, happened with us recently is I didn't tell anybody I was doing this, but I decided starting in January, um, instead of setting like a weight loss goal uh, or, you know, anything like that, and I had just given birth three months earlier, so I wasn't, I wasn't like trying to lose weight at that point uh, or trying to do like a crazy diet or anything like that. But I had decided that I was going to do some inner work around emotional eating. And I started doing that and I, um, I not only, you know, I continued to lose the rest of my pregnancy weight, which was probably like 10 to 15 pounds. And then I'm continuing to go on to lose more. And I did not realize this, but my husband has also been losing weight and he didn't even tell me. Um, that he was losing the weight. So I, I had kind of told people that I was losing the weight because of my pregnancy. So, you know, like when you're pregnant, your weight becomes much more public. Uh, not, not like public knowledge, but it's not something you can keep to yourself entirely. You know, you have to talk to your doctor. You have to talk to your spouse. Like it's something that um, is more open than it normally would be. Uh, so... It turns out he is also losing weight and he he is losing weight completely differently than I am. Something that works for him. Um, I'm doing things that work for me and the two approaches are different. Um, but yeah, he's he's been losing weight as well. And he has been, you know, working toward that for kind of the whole year as well. So I just found that out this weekend uh, as I was talking to him about it. And he was kind of explaining how he had been dropping weight and it was completely different than me. And so this was interesting to me. Um, so, so one is that even though I made the core choice and I didn't see any indication of him making the same core choice, like nothing on the outside, uh, it turns out that he did make that same core choice. Um, so the second thing about it is that making a core choice uh, for you doesn't mean that those core choices look the same in the 3D. So the core choice that we had made was really to, you know, work on our eating habits and you know, call those in in order to lose weight and also to be more active. We both made those core choices um, to just like be healthier, be more active, take better care of, our, our, of ourselves. And the way we approach those things has been totally different. And so we have in the past tried to do diets together and it always works for a little bit, but it never works long-term. So like one thing, you know, we tried keto diet together, for example, and it did work for a while. Uh, and we just lost motivation for it. Basically, uh, we were, you know, we were tired of the food and, 
uh, it just, it wasn't working long-term for us. So I think we were on it for like eight weeks. Both of us did lose weight. I think I might've lost more weight than him because he was, um, he was kind of cheating on it just to be honest. Uh, and I was pretty strict with it. Um, and, but then for me, I was like, I can't keep going because, uh, I'm trying to get pregnant. So I just eventually decided that keto was not going to be appropriate for preparing my body for pregnancy. And, and maybe it is, I don't know, but that was just what I had personally decided that I wasn't comfortable with it for going into a pregnancy. Um, so I'm, I'm not, uh, I'm not into health or nutrition or anything. There are experts out there for that. So, you know, definitely talk to them. And if you are an expert, feel free to tell me I'm wrong. I'm just telling you what I felt, um, for myself, just what I felt was a good decision around this. So that's the second thing is that it looks very different in the physical. Um, just because you make the same poor choice doesn't mean that you do the same thing. Uh, and, it, and the differences can create a lot of conflict in the physical if you allow them to. So, you know, I could have very easily gone to my husband, Patrick, and been super controlling, like, oh, I decided I'm going to lose weight. Why don't you lose weight with me? And I could have, you know, tried to partner with him on that. And we could have had lots of tension, lots of fighting over like, why aren't you sticking to this? Why can't we follow this plan? You know, and so on. Like, why aren't you losing weight? And none of that happened. Uh, I decided to do it on my own. I didn't care what he was doing. I didn't worry about what he was doing. And he naturally, because there was no control involved and it was a full surrender, he naturally made his own choice to do the same. So that's number two. Um, number three, so actually of four, I think, because uh, the first two, yeah, so, so, so there are four points. I think I said there were three. Okay, so the third one, which is kind of similar to the second one or leads, you know, leads from the second to the third is that the conflict you're experiencing is not real. Um, and so here's what I mean by that. I was talking about how we could go deeper into losing weight together. And in the past, when I've tried to talk to Patrick about this, he's always been like, well, if we would just cook a certain way, then we could lose, we could both lose weight. Um, and he, my whole issue with that is that I do 90% of the cooking and grocery shopping, uh, or maybe, maybe 80%. So 80 to 90% of those two tasks. And I felt like he was being very like clingy and codependent to me in the sense that he, um, and, and that was the energy I was feeling from it in the sense that it was like, oh, I'm not going to lose weight unless you do all this stuff to support me in it, um, was kind of the, you know, was kind of the thing. Cause I, and I was very much like, man, I really wish he would come up with like, what is he going to do to help us lose weight instead of like, here's a bunch of things that you could do to help us lose weight. Um, so as we were talking about this though, this weekend, uh, he, you know, 
I had been feeling resentment over it. And just out of nowhere, though, we were talking about this and I was like, you know, I really want to do an inventory of some of the recipes that we make regularly. Um, and I, you know, I'd love to know like how many calories are in what we normally make, like just our normal meals. Cause most people get into the habit of, you know, they have like their favorites that they keep turning to for dinner. And I said, I also want to find some new recipes that are lower calorie that we still love so that we feel excited and happy about it. But we're kind of, you know, like the, the effort is kind of baked in, like, like let's, you know, let's get, um, let's get some habits going as opposed to like a specific diet. So I was saying this to him and I realized like, this is the thing that he's been asking me to do all along, essentially. Um, and I was just feeling resentful about it. And it was the way he was presenting it to me that made me feel resentful. But then when I looked at it, I realized like, you know what, we are, he and I are like on the same exact page. Like we, you know, we both want to do this. Um, we both agree that it's me who should be doing this particular part of the lifting, like the heavy lifting. Uh, we're both in agreement on that. And I just need to take my place was kind of what I realized. Like I, cause I was like, yeah, like we both, we basically both agree that this is what we should do. And so I think that this can happen sometimes. Like I'm, I'm very resistant to people giving me to-do lists. Uh, and perhaps you are too, but in truth with your twin soul, you guys are making the same choices together. And if they want you to do something, it's probably because you are the best person of the two of you to do it. Um, and I've, I've seen that kind of over and over again. Uh, another conflict that we had recently, and this was like less than a month ago, and I've talked about it on this podcast a little bit, but I decided that I really want to, um, and, and it's not just me, I also received, uh, received guidance around this, but I decided I really wanted to ground in a new home, manifest a new home for us. And we already live in a really amazing home and we're doing lots of improvement to our current home. And I'm hoping that we will be here for, you know, another three to five years. I don't know. I don't, I don't have like a set timeline. I'm just hoping, I, I mean, really it's, um, it's not really timing. It's order is what it is. There are things that I want to do in this house still. Like I want to do some renovations. I want to uh, do some like yard stuff. Like there are things that I just still want to do. And so however long that takes is fine. But like, these are things that energetically, I feel like that's why we own this home right now is so that we can make, you know, so we can do these things. So I, you know, I still love our home right now, but I am also thinking to the future for our new home. And this in the past, you know, I said this to Patrick less than a month ago. It was very frustrating for him, very triggering. He started getting very concerned about like, how are we going to find the money for it um, to move, you know, to move house? And like, why can't I just be happy with what we have? And, like he was just, um, he was just feeling frustrated with me. 
And so I didn't say anything more about it because I was like, there's no, there's no need. Like, we're not in a rush. I don't need this. I don't need him to be on board with this anytime soon. Uh, so, <laughs> so more recently, I, so I had been looking at houses in the area we live in, which is Missouri. And there were, there were really two different options. One was to be very far out in rural areas and to kind of get the house and land we wanted. The other was to be closer in, um, in a close, a nearby suburb and it, but it would basically, so we could, we could get the house we wanted, we could get the land we wanted, but it was going to be a ton of money. And it was also going to be like more of a luxury lifestyle in the sense that like there, there's a scene to that area. It's a very wealthy area. You know, people have kind of bigger and bigger houses. And then it's like, where did you go to private school? Where, you know, um, what do you have in your front yard? That's kind of, there's kind of a keeping up with the, keeping up with the Joneses, I guess, feel to that. And that's something that we are not very into, to be honest. Uh, we lived that life to some extent in Chicago already, where it wasn't, it's not that it was competitive, it's that you wanted to fit in kind of. Um, and be able to do the same things as your friends. So it was just like a wealthier lifestyle and we opted out of it. We were like, you know, we're just, we're really done with this. We want to, uh, simplify our life and have more money and have, you know, be able to save money and be able to have more space. And so we really, we really decided we wanted different things. Recently, I realized that I didn't think Missouri was going to be the place where we bought this new home. And so I had been feeling through like where, like, cause we live in Missouri right now for our family basically. And I was thinking like, where do I genuinely want to go? Like, where does my heart want to go as opposed to where do I need to go right now to be near family? Um, because we've also been releasing some stuff around family, which I won't get into because I don't want, I want this, this content to go super long. So I had been feeling into it. I had looked into Texas, which is where my husband and I wanted to move before we moved to Missouri. So we were thinking of moving Chicago to Texas. Instead, we decided to move Chicago to Missouri to be closer to family. Um, and we had, we had been pretty serious about moving to Texas. We had gone for a couple weeks. We had looked at places like, and driven all around. And, you know, I, and I'm very familiar with Texas. I go to Texas almost every year. I didn't go last year, um, cause I was pregnant and I, I'm not going to go this year because of COVID. But aside from that, I've pretty much been to Texas every year, sometimes even a couple times a year. So um, I was thinking about Texas, but for some reason, like we did want to move there at some point, like probably like five years ago, um, I think 2014 and I guess it's 2020. So that's six years ago. So we did, we did want to move there at some point, but more, you know, more recently, probably in the last year or two, I have felt the karma that I, you know, I had karma around Texas, but I had felt that leave 
So like there was no karma around Texas, nothing drawing me there anymore. Uh, you know, energetically, there's nothing for me in Texas. Um, and it w it's, it's been a fairly recent development energetically that like, it, there's just no, there's no reason to be in Texas. Um, there's nothing that attracts me to Texas anymore. And so, uh, that was a little confusing and I've been, you know, I, I felt like I had released Texas. I didn't realize my husband had also released Texas. Like he really has no interest in Texas either anymore. So that has changed, that's shifted for us. And I don't, I don't know what we did to create that change. Uh, I have no idea. Like I, I can't point to like how we cleared our karma with Texas. Um, so then I was looking for another place, thinking about Colorado. And the only thing I don't like about Colorado is that it's really cold sometimes. I don't really like snow that much. Um, I also don't really like summer that much. So I'm not a big winter person, not a big summer person. And I realized like, I really want a place that like, has like milder seasonal changes. Um, I'm just, you know, something that's not too sunny, not too cold, um, kind of a, the Goldilocks of states was kind of what I was looking for. And just a couple days ago, God was telling me like Oregon. Um, and I was like, okay, Oregon, like I've literally never thought about Oregon in my life. Um, I don't think I've ever been to Oregon. Uh, you know, I, I was in, I was in Washington a couple of years ago to go to Alaska. Um, so I started, I was just like, all right, Oregon. Um, and I, and I did have a friend I think I've had, I had a friend who moved from LA to Oregon, uh, completely loves it, um, and moved there for his children. And then I had another friend recently, I think she moved from Colorado to Oregon. And so I guess it's maybe been in the back of my subconscious. And um, so I was looking at it and it was just like so obviously perfect for us. Like it has like so much outdoor stuff. It's near the coast. Um, you know, and we're, and so like near like a beach, um, it's super affordable, you know, Portland's weird, I guess. I, I've never been there, but it's, it's known for being weird and super liberal, but you know, we're okay with liberal. We're, we're not, I, I would say like in this political climate, we are more liberal than conservative, but I think we're both actually pretty moderate and we're both independent voters. We don't, we're not with a party here in the U S. Um, so like, that's not a huge deal for us. Uh, we currently live in a red state, not also not a huge deal for us. So yeah, I was, I was just looking into it and I was like, where has the state been my whole life? Like, this is the obvious next step. Um, and there were, you know, I think the biggest thing is we really want to have, um, we really want to have more property and we also want to like be outdoors more. That's, and, and we want to do all of that, not in a massively expensive way. Um, we don't, we don't want to live in an area that is super wealthy. Um, we want to live in an area that's, you know, a good value for your money, basically. So yeah, Oregon, <laughs> we're looking into it and I'm like, I'm not telling my husband this. <laughs> like I was like, he is not going to appreciate this new piece of information that I've gotten, um, 
from my my higher power God. So he's he's not gonna appreciate this. And so this weekend it was his birthday, and I was like, obviously I'm not gonna mention this on his birthday because I want him, you know, I, I don't want to cause conflict. Um, and also like he doesn't even want to leave this house to like move a couple you know suburbs away. He wants to stay, and he, like family's very important to him. So I was like, he's not gonna want to leave. Missouri like um but then you know this weekend there was an opening for me to mention it and I didn't I didn't mention it like so God told me this weekend that we're gonna move to Oregon someday um I didn't do that which is how I would normally approach this um instead I was like um oh you know I've like I've been looking at some pictures of Oregon and like you know, some of it, like, it kind of reminds me of Alaska to some extent in that there's a lot of space and it's just really beautiful landscape views and it's so peaceful, but it's still close to civilization because I didn't like that about Alaska, how everything, like, it's, it's like you're literally in the wilderness um, once you leave Anchorage. Um, and even Anchorage is not that it's, I mean, it is a major city, but it's not, not like this super metropolitan area really compared to like Chicago or New York or, you know, somewhere else. So it was very much like, yeah, there's just something that reminds me about it. And my husband out of nowhere was like, maybe we'll move there someday. And I was just like, yeah, maybe. <laughs> um, and so then it was this, it was this really cool, like opening to discuss that. And he was very much all for it. Like he was, he was very much like, yeah, I've been, I've been thinking about this recently and I'm really like, you know, I, I'm very open to moving, especially if we can get, you know, what we've been talking about, like get more space, get more land, you know, he wants, he wants to have a woodworking shop. Um, so he wants to get a big, you know, build a big garage or workshop, I guess, um, pretty much a garage and do some woodworking. And so he, you know, he was really, he was really open to it. And a big reason, which I guess can be, so that is partly conflict isn't real. Um, but it's also, um, the point number four would be like, you can, your, your core choice will be matched if you come from a place of surrender. So in the past, I would have definitely been much more controlling about it and like, um, more, and it doesn't sound controlling, but it's like more aggressive, more forceful, um, instead of allowing things to flow, instead of coming at it from a place of like, yeah, let's talk about it more. And instead of, um, cause in the past I would have been like, this is, this is what I think we're going to do. Like, this is what I want to do. Like why, you know, why can't you get on board with me? And, um, now, you know, this, this moment was very much like, I, I allowed him to like make his own decision um, about it. Like I didn't come at it from a place of like, well, I'm the feminine and I know what our life is going to be. And I've seen it unfold. And like, um, it was, it was just very much like he, he like, you know, he was able to like come into the truth of it 
on his own and, and is still coming into the truth of it. And, and both of us are. We're still both coming into the truth of this. You know, we're not obviously not going to make any rash decisions. Uh, this guidance from God is an invitation to explore Oregon. It's not like you have to move there. Um, and, you know, it's looking at a little town in Oregon called Florence, Oregon, which is on the coast. And then I noticed that the schools, like the schools in the crime rate were like not great. So, you know, again, it was like, I, I had originally been attracted to Florence, but it was really, it wasn't saying, God wasn't saying like, move to Florence or else. He's really saying like, explore Florence and see, see what you like about it, see what you don't. And that is to help you um, define and get clearer on what you actually want. And so that, that's what that exploration was. So then, um, yeah, I get, you know, number four, another thing about number four is that, um, you really don't have to control or prove the truth. Uh, so if you know something is the truth within you, then your twin soul also knows the same, like they will feel into the truth of it. And if you come at them and say, this is the truth, like you have to believe this, then they might be resistant to it. Um, but if you guys are exploring the truth together and partnering on the truth, like coming, coming into clarity or coming into the truth, then it, it just flows much more easily. And number five, which is a little bit separate from a couple of these examples, it's something else I've been dealing with. Uh, and you know, I, I know I said there were three, but there, there are five. I, I wanted to separate it out more as I was talking it out. Um, number five is that the healing that you're doing, it doesn't, it truly is a solo endeavor and you don't even have to heal something related to your relationship in order to see the results of that healing in your twin. So right now I've been healing some things that I, you know, experienced with like exes from the past. And this was, you know, it was like really causing some upset in me because I was feeling like, well, you know, if, if like, if my biggest wound or what I think my biggest wound is, was with this ex instead of with my husband, does that mean like, like, does that mess up my twin soul narrative? Or th does that mean my husband's not my twin soul? Um, so, and I've been, I've been healing through this wounding with this ex that I had. Um, and my friend, she was saying, she's like, you know, like I had been telling her about this and being like, I don't know, like, I'm not sure my twin soul, blah, blah, blah. Um, just kind of like whining to her about this. And she was like, you know, what's interesting. You are healing with this situation from the past, but you're seeing the results of that healing with your twin soul, with Patrick, your husband. And I, I realized like, I think we get confused on this journey. Um, because we think, you know, we're like attached to certain people or we think like, well, you know, like for example, something I thought was like, well, your twin soul causes your greatest wounding. So 
if your greatest wounding is not related to them, then that can't be your twin soul. Like that, that was kind of the process I was going through. Um, and, and, and intellectualizing it too much. Um, you know, overthinking it, I think. But I realized like, no, that's just not how it works. Like, um, you're healing the, the situations you heal don't have to be things that your twin is triggering in you. Um, they can be things from your past. And so really like, as you commit to your own inner work, your own healing, it reflects on the outside in your reality. And it was really, it was really bizarre and cool to see that this healing that I was doing on something that is from my past was reflecting through my twin soul. Um, even though he did, like, he doesn't know I'm even healing this. Like he, you know, he, or, you know, maybe he knows some, but he doesn't, he doesn't know like the details, um, of that healing or really a lot of the healing that I'm doing. I, I don't tell him about the healing I'm doing that much. Um, and, and I want to start telling him more, but I just, I just don't do it right now. And he doesn't tell me about the healing he's doing either now that I think about it. Um, but it's like all of the healing that you're doing is stuff from your past because most of your wounding was created in the past. So you're always going to be healing things from your past. Now you, you may be healing something that is being shown to you in the present. And typically if it's being shown to you in the present, it's because you've been, you know, you've been ignoring it in the past. So it's one of those things where until you change your vibration and your energy around something, it's going to show up again for you. Um, and so, you know, some of that incident has shown up in my current relationship, but some of it hasn't. And so I'm just healing it from the past and that's still okay because everything you heal is ultimately from the past. Um, and as you heal the past wounds, it'll be reflected to you in the present. And that was very cool for me um, to realize that my twin soul doesn't have to mirror every little thing to me. Um, and especially that's true because I'm committed to my inner work and like that, that's my top commitment really. Um, I can heal things on my own and it's, it's like, like he didn't have to reflect the negative to me for me to heal it, but he always reflects the healing back to me. Um, even if he had nothing to do with it on like any 3D, 3D sense or logical level, um, he was just, he was still reflecting all that healing back to me. So that was very cool. So I hope this has been helpful to you in understanding the mirror and how it works once you're in union. And in truth, this is how the mirror works all the time, like whether you're in union or not. And you can take each of these five bullet points and you can apply them to, you know, your current situation, even if you're not in union. Um, they're, they're all still true. And it's really sinking deeper into understanding each of these five points is going to help you reunite with your twin soul faster and more easily. I hope this was helpful to you. Thank you so much for watching and listening and have a beautiful and blessed day. Wishing you could get solid information on how to navigate your twin soul journey. 
Make sure you check out my book related to this episode called Your Twin Soul Journey, A Guide to Experience Eternal, Unconditional, Harmonious, Embodied Love and Union with Your Divine Partner. In the book, you'll learn the cornerstone concepts you must understand to embark on this journey. The truth about the twin soul stages and my own personal roadmap to finding your unique way through this journey. How to heal quickly through any separation blocks you are facing on your twin soul journey. And answers to all your most pressing questions about twin soul purpose, twin soul telepathy, and twin soul myths. You can find the book, Your Twin Soul Journey, at all the major retailers or find links in the description to learn more. And don't forget to check out the rest of the books in the Twin Soul Hearts and Union series.